The Hurling Pod on OTB Sports. I love the way Fikini celebrate. I love the way Limerick celebrates a monster, right? To, to go where we actually want to win the next you know, Or the treatment is just another game, another step stone. That's, that's a question I have. Subscribe to the GA Podcast feed on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. The final draw for the All-Ireland Football Championship has happened. It is Kerry against Mayo. Galway against Armagh, Dublin against Cork, Derry against Clare. Tasty enough draw, to say the least. We'll uh, obviously touch on that Kerry Mayo clash in just a moment, but I think Armagh are the story of the morning after yesterday's win. They're on all the back pages. Clockwork Orange is what it says in the back of the Irish Daily Star. They will be absolutely thrilled to have avoided the Kerry Dublin side of the draw, I'm sure, because that looked like we're seeing uh, momentum building in a side that could go all the way to an All Ireland final here. Yeah, they were um, massively impressive. Um, it's funny, you know, when you play Donegal, uh, I think, so first 15, 20 minutes of the game, Donegal actually looked pretty good, you know, well in control, Armagh were kind of stuttering along a little bit, bar of course, for, for, for the brilliant goal in the first minute. Um, but Donegal are a weird team um, in the sense of once they go behind, they have no plan B. You know, the plan B is, OK, they stick Murphy in, on, in full forward, but at that stage, you know, Armagh were ready for that. Um, so, you know, once Armagh managed to get their nose in front at that vital period around the 25th, 26th minute, there was no looking back. Like, really, they, they, they won at a counter. You know, they, they were very impressive. Impressive from both um, an offensive attacking point of view and a defensive point of view. Fellas know their roles. Um, great communication on the pitch. Not afraid to mix it up. Long ball, short ball, probing. You know, guys willing to take on shots. And then they've got some players who are just absolutely imperious at the moment. Like O'Neill is just saying, listen, give me the ball. It's funny watching him. There was a little segue where he kind of brushes past Murphy after kicking one of his scores. And Murphy kind of looks at him as if to say, well, that's what I was able to do. Uh, and I'm not able to do it anymore, you know, because O'Neill was literally going, I'll catch it. I'll kick it. <laughs> I'll do whatever you want. I'll tackle back. And he was just outstanding. And when you have a player in that kind of form who's been in that form all year, like you remember what he was like against Dublin in the league, um, it's just, it, it breeds massive confidence around the squad, around the rest of the players. And they know that if, 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 if when he's needed and when they need to get a score, he's a guy who'll, he'll, who'll take, put his hand up and get that score for you. Um, and you can see it. Like I've never seen Stephen Campbell play as well as he's been playing consistently you know he's a guy who might have come on and lasted 25 30 40 minutes he often got the shepherd's hook like on on numerous occasions and you could see he'd be cutting a kind of a frustrated figure whereas now he's you know he's playing with massive confidence Um, as I say taking shots on that maybe you know where you where you need that confidence you know to take those shots on and he's doing that so McGinney and the rest of the the management team there have have obviously instilled a great belief in them Um, and they're a very very dangerous opposition now Um, because Crow Park I think will I know Donaghy mentioned it but Crow Park will suit them The, 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 the vast expanses will suit the kicking game I think they'll be able to actually 
pulled Galway apart um, and I'm not convinced of Galway I'm not, I wasn't convinced of Roscommon um, and that showed up at the weekend and I'm not really convinced of Connacht I wasn't convinced of Mayo at the weekend either so you know I think I think Armagh will be licking their lips at this one Yeah they must be waking up incredibly excited because when you look at the four teams on that side of the draw Armagh are actually the ones who've been in an All-Ireland final most recently uh, like this is a huge opportunity so is there a balance now of actually for the management team in terms of hype and excitement of you know you want to w- ride that wave of momentum that they have from the couple of weeks and the victories they've had over the last couple of weeks uh, and how you make sure that actually you don't start looking a little bit too far ahead which I'm sure all four of those counties are thinking like one of us is going to end up in an all Ireland final here yeah, there's a balancing act, absolutely, Nathan, and and I think they'll have to they'll do a job of trying to bring them back down to earth. But at the same time, what you want to do is say, listen, this is what you can do. Mm. Um, you don't want to take too much confidence from them, um, and you don't want to kind of you know burst the bubble too much. You want to instill the confidence into them. You want to say, this is what you can do. But it's built on a certain number of building blocks. Like it's funny after the the the, the last game. I think again Donaghy was interviewed uh, as he seems to be the person who goes out there in front of the media but anyway he, he mentioned that uh, Kieran McGinney got back to basics he got back to literally hard work you know so I'd say the build up to that game was um, you know it's 15 on 15 and we're going to outwork our, our opposite man there was no there was no kind of fancy stuff there was no you know like of course they had patterns during the game but I'd say he literally just wanted a performance as regards energy intensity work rate and if they were getting kind of eight or nine out of ten at that level, well, then the rest would look after itself. And I'd say he's he's instilled that in them now. And I'd say that's kind of like, as I said, a basis for them going forward. Because I think he knows once the talent, or, the, or sorry, once the once the work rate and once the um, intensity is there, once the intent is there, that the that the the talent will show through, which it has been doing. It'll obviously be a fascinating tactical battle in that one, and also how our just approach it from minute to minute like early in the game yesterday and McGinley was saying in, in co-commentary you know that's why you drop off a kick out because Patton was just going long finding his man and you say there earlier on that Michael Murphy was looking at Reno O'Neill like that's the sort of stuff I used to be able to do it looked like it was old school Michael Murphy for the, for the opening quarter of the game yesterday so yeah. what did Armad do that forced Patton to go short and uh, essentially the whole thing blew up in their face as a result of those kick outs changing right? Yeah like <laughs> You know, people will look, and we'll get onto the Kildare Mayo game, in a while, I'm sure, in a, in a minute. There's an awful lot of pressure is is heaped on the kick out at the moment, and an awful lot of pressure is obviously heaped on the goalkeeper because you know he's controlling it per se. But you know, the control of the kick out is only so good as, and the accuracy, and 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 I suppose the completion of the kick out is only so good as the outfield movement and the outfield players. You know, when you look at Evan Comfort for Dublin, he very rarely has to hit a kick out into a bunch of players. He generally Generally, just pops a kick out to a man who invariably you're kind of going, how how has that guy got so much space? Um, You know, there's not an occasion where the player is generally under pressure. Um, But yesterday, uh, in in, in a number of games over the weekend, but especially on Patton's one, he kicked a a short kicker to a guy who was coming directly at him, which is always a very, very tricky thing to do because he has no angle. The, the defender he's literally running back at you so his thing is he has to first of all gather the ball which they didn't do he, the, if you remember the, the second one he spilled the ball and left the opportunity but if you have your back to the play i.e. you're facing the goalkeeper you don't know necessarily what's coming left or right of you as soon as you turn 
you get hit um, and you're you're up for grabs. So uh, from a, from an Armagh point of view, they executed it perfectly, perfectly. They just they literally saw him. They knew the opportunity. They said, right, we squeeze in here. As soon as he turns, we, we nab him. We tried to turn him over and we put pressure on him. If he had gone back to Patton, they would have been right on Patton as well. Um, the kind of, the strange thing was, I suppose, that, that he did it a second time, you know, after getting away with the first one. I would have just said, right, I'm putting this down. I'm just going 60, 70 metres with this because we got out of jail on that one. So let's just get it out of here. Um, and, and that was the one that I think caused, obviously, the angst. Probably the players necessarily themselves weren't really expecting it because I can't remember who fumbled it, but I think it was a fullback who came running in at him. Um, but... Yeah, a little bit of a, a, a kind of, a, it, it's small margins, you know, but as I say, the problem wasn't even necessarily that. The problem was Donegal, they can't change their pattern. You know, when they go behind, they're kind of consistently doing the slow build-up play, they're looking for the runners, and and you were kind of just saying, listen, they're beating Docker. You know, after 25, like literally after that goal, and not very long after, you were just saying, there's no way they're getting back into this game, because they don't have that forward prowess anymore. McBurty is struggling. Um, Could they find that, though, is, is the thing? Because it seems that there's like a really good young generation of footballer there, but if they want to get over the line one more time, they kind of need to do it with McBurty and Murphy still playing, and it feels like to the, the are like I mean, it feels like the time might be up at this point, but there could there be one last squeeze next season. With there it, could it, be, but it, but I think they need to alter their um, their style of play. Yeah, like the game has moved on now. I think and risk takers m- more generally more often than not by taking a risk in the game, you, you get you get fruition. You you get the result. Like I mean, the, so the first the very first goal for Amah was a risk. You know, most fellas would have just taken that ball on a short little pass or as we've seen in the past, hold on to possession, go backwards with a kick. Whereas there were, like the intent was there straight away. That wasn't him just, he just looked up, he knew, he said, right, if we get this ball, probably even from the throw up without a free, we're going in there first time. And you can see that now in lots of teams. If you watch that intent, even from throw ups, the way fellas win it, they don't go back anymore. They try to go forward. So you can see teams that are taking risks um, calculated risks of a session they're not just pinging balls from all over the place but they're doing it at times and it happened in the, in the, in the Calera Mayo game a few times remember one where Flynn caught the ball in it was a lovely floated pass into him I think the game has to I don't see that from Donegal uh, at all and it's not like they don't have the players but I just think they're hamstrung massively by the pattern that they play in um, and it needs to change for them to be successful again it certainly seems that way. You mentioned Kildare, you mentioned Mayo there. It's yeah. like, Mayo. What, what is Mayo's pattern of play? <laughs> <laughs> well, like I mean, it's 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 you know what? They're an amazing team. Um, I know people are heaping praise on, on on Keegan and rightly so, but you know. Mullen was absolutely, I thought, was just as imperious. Like they're they're, they're the funniest team to watch attack because their full back line attack more than their half forward line attack you know the 2-3-4 generally bypass the midfield and bypass the half forward line and if you look at any of them even the goal you know I think O'Hara had come on and O'Hara slips the pass into Mullen right so and not far from around there Hessian is around like they're all in around that space and actually they had to do it because the forwards for Mayo were struggling to be honest um, it was a very strange game I think Kildare will absolutely kick themselves mm. I think Kildare got an awful lot of stuff right you know the intensity that they were that they were um, both tackling the intensity of their uh, tracking players we, we, we spoke about this after the Dublin game and the fact that they were just at sixes and sevens 
fellas weren't doing their jobs fellas weren't following players and effectively they gifted those five goals to Dublin whereas I thought on uh, the weekend they were much much better much more on it and where people were heaping praise on their forward prowess, I think the forwards let them down. You know, the forwards at vital times, people would say about shot selection. But the thing about shot selection is if you're two points up or three points up and it's around 55, 50 minutes gone and Mayer were coming at you and you managed to break out of that, if if the shot isn't on and it's, and it's, and it's a 50-50 shot, you can't take it because by taking it, you give the kick out straight away to Mayo. And they just come back at you. By slowing it down, by recycling, by maybe just probing again for literally another minute and a half or two minutes, it gives everyone a bit of a breather in your, in your, in your team. And it allows you potentially go at them and it gets them set and it gets you set. By Flynn, Jimmy Highland, Cribben, these lads taking long range shots and them going wide. Constantly to the left of the post. Yeah, like that's just shots repetitively. Is that just, I, I, I don't want to say because you're talking about very established and experienced players there, but actual experience of top level football they've had one season in Division yeah. 1 that they're not used to having to make those sort of decisions because you know Division 2 or you know, the majority of Leinster games you get away with that sort of stuff Correct and I think look what happens is you do a few and they come off right so they're coming off in the first so you think I can continue to do this you know but they, they will I think Kildare will absolutely feel Although the measure of the thing, for someone will look at the result and say, "Ah oh, no, Kildare were, Kildare were massively in that game, right?" And I think Mayo were, will, will count themselves very lucky. Horan, I think, managed the bench much better than Glenn Ryan did, and I think that as well comes to experience. You know, he knew when to bring on pace around the middle. I thought O'Callaghan was gone in the middle of the field. He, like he ran, the fellow ran himself into. He did an unbelievable amount of work, and he was just he was a busted flush at about fifty-five, sixty minutes. They needed some energy in there, and I just think the shot selection, um, the lack of energy down the stretch that ability to close out the game and strangle it and just give your players a bit of a break and then we face a kick out and I think that heaped an awful lot of pressure on their goalkeeper and again they didn't have the same energy to get into spaces so the goalkeeper because actually to be fair to Sky you could see an awful lot of the kick outs from behind and I was looking going there's nowhere obvious for him to kick this. You know, he just has to put it into an area and invariably kill the, or Mayo were winning those. But like, look, on the flip side, Mayo, you know, again, the attitude of them to continue to go, their self-belief um, and their substitutes made a big difference. You know, Boland came on kicked a couple of rakers um, nearly every one of them had a contribution to make um, which is what you want and, and I don't just mean like a, a small like a, a pretty big contribution to make um, and and you know down the stretch from 60 minutes on I think they outscored Kildare 1-3 to a point which is, which, is, which is pretty savage Back to Nathan's earlier question about what is Mayo's style of play what is their plan Yeah I kind of avoided that Richard really. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I'm interested in is like do do we expect them to have something up their sleeve for this All-Ireland quarter-final? Because if they approach that quarter-final the exact same way as the league final, we know what the outcome will be. It kind of feels that if they approach this game the same way as the Kildare game as well, we know what the outcome will be. It, it feels that something has to be planned, some sort of defensive system has to be implemented that we haven't seen so far this year from Mayo for them to get to an All-Ireland semi-final. I think they're smart enough and they're on the road long enough and they have enough belief in themselves that they can alter it, mm. right? And I think they have the personnel to do that. So I wouldn't be, I would not be at all surprised that O'Shea kind of starts at 11 and goes into that double six role, right? That he did during the league. So he goes in there as but a But not big, for the final, obviously. They, they, were, they didn't really no, implement a double no, six at all. No, I don't, no but, I, but I think they, you know, Flynn, um, 
I'm not sure, but I think like I mean, I'm so I was surprised. He must have been injured, okay, because you know he was had he had a powerful league, and I think he did get injured at one stage. So it's good to see him back. Mm. They'd be so happy that he got ten or fifteen minutes into his legs. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes in because they'll need that mobile midfield against. Uh, Kerry they will absolutely but I think they will protect and I think what they'll decide is looking at Cork against Kerry they'll say right we need to just put an X as much as we can on Clifford and then we, we fix it up so they didn't go which was surprisingly so they didn't go as you say with that double six against Kerry and Dick. so was he kind of looking and saying you never know we will meet these again later down in the year we don't want to show them all our cards because it was a kind of a thing if you remember then where it was it was Mullen against Clifford mm. and he handled them well enough but eventually, you know, Clifford got away from him, and you know, there's the there's the there's the ones where Mullen was kind of jawing at him and stuff like that. But, yeah, Ohora. Oh, sorry, Ohora. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Mullen um, was on him for a section of the earlier game in Tralee. Yes, and you could say that the, I know it's smaller pitch, worse conditions, and all that, but it worked out better for yeah. me on that day. I, I can see them. I, look, as I said, they've got the personnel. They, they certainly have the person, and what they do, and what Kerry don't particularly like to do is they attack from that full back line. So Clifford will find himself a lot of the time running back down the pitch, you know. So he will, and and it will happen. And if they feel that they need to go, Keegan, Mullen, or whoever it is, Hessian, whoever it is, back in there, Durkin, McLaughlin, they will go. So they will test you both on 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 to use the rugby parlance, both sides of the ball. They will test you, on, you know, from there from defending, and they'll test you and see how how much, you know, fortitude you have to go back the other way. Now Kerry have changed that in the last year or so. You can definitely see that they're willing to put put roll up the the the, the socks and get back and work, but to constantly do it and to constantly switch it around, that's where I think uh, Mayo will look. To do and I think they will position someone like an O'Shea in that central area just to stop those easy balls in in front of the D. I'd say he'd be just said, "Listen, that's where you sit. I don't really care. Get it, and when we get it, then you come out, you burst out, you take a few hits." He, he, O'Shea is a funny individual in the sense of he's like one of those uh, uh, kind of machines you see where the flies get attracted to it and die. Fellas come at him to hit him, and <laughs> invariably they end up in the ground. But he gets the little hand passes away, and people don't think he's doing much, but actually. By the fact that he's moving and he attracts players, he sucks guys in and then he just slips hand pass. His hands are very, very good and he's very, very good at that. Um, so that's where I think they will try to find some joy against Kerry. Okay. It's obviously a, an incredibly exciting draw for Mayo to get to share the pitch with this all-conquering Kerry <laughs> side and we will have a guard of honour for David Clifford at Crow Park on uh, what looks like Sunday week. Uh, at the very least. At the I very think, least, but yeah. all the focus ahead of the game is going to be on who marks Clifford. You're talking there about maybe stopping to supply more to Clifford but they are going to have to man-mark him. And they, he took Hohor apart. So is there? it's too deep for Lee Keegan to go back. Presumably Keegan goes on Sean O'Shea. Like, do you put Mullen on him again? I think I think I think it's a bit of a yeah I think there's a there's a committee maybe you know I think a horror Mullen are your obvious choices but I think there's definitely like where you say he took him apart I think he took him apart in different circumstances where there was an awful lot of room in front of him and he could go left right the, the supply of the pressure on the ball coming in you know, as a defender, that makes a massive difference. It gives you the opportunity to get a hand in or to push a guy where you need to push him. If if the player out the field is able to get his head up and spray balls left and right to someone like Clifford, you're in big trouble. And it doesn't really make a difference in many players you have back there. So I think the supply, pressure on the supply, plus someone like an O'Shea, as I say, in that area, it's not even that 
okay, so people say, well, you know, O'Shea isn't the quickest guy, but it's not even about that. It's about him covering an area. So you then as a defender know, if it comes there, he, he, he'll be there. So I now can concentrate on this side of Clifford. So I can go right, he can go left. If it comes long and, and, and high across, well, then we can both shift the cross. But that's more about it. It's more about angles with him rather than actually covering him off. I wouldn't put O'Shea, I wouldn't double up on him. Because what that does is it just, now there's two players gone. And what Clifford would be smart enough to do is there's so much potency elsewhere that he'll just take those two players out of the game and Kerry will have a a straight line through on goal. So leave O'Shea there, or whoever it is, more than likely it could be him, in that central area and then go man-to-man on on, on Clifford. We do have uh, a couple of weeks to build up to that and I'm sure there will be uh, plenty of preview next week before those quarterfinals. Clare are going to be in the quarterfinals as well, Anthony, and... I think everybody wanted them to not get a uh, Kerry or Dublin in the quarterfinals to give them a, a chance of actually or just not playing Kerry for once in a, in, yeah. in, in, a, in a big game in a game that will define their season do they have a chance against Derry in this quarterfinal uh, on the evidence of Saturday um, it's hard it's hard you know it was a fantastic game mm. um, you know like a bit, I think I think over the weekend the Mayo Kildare game was kind of riddled with an awful lot of mistakes and stuff, but it was still quite exciting. But there, yeah. were, there was there was some great games, you know. There were some great games, and I think it puts a lot of uh, kind of faith back in Gaelic football, and it shows the idea of this risk taking, as I say. Clare had an unbelievable amount of energy. Like I've never seen the amount of energy that they had in that first 45, 50 minutes. But I think Roscommon, kind of a la Kildare, would be absolutely kicking themselves. Like I'd say they'd be kind of sitting back there today kind of going, how did we lose that game from the position we were in? You know, how did we actually, you know, hand that over? Um, So I think there was two things that happened. I think Roscommon came good at a vital time in the match to go three up. And then I think they thought, job done. You know, we'll just see this out. And instead of pushing on, pushing up on Clare, really squeezing them, because I think Clare were at sea, uh, loss at that stage. Podge Collins hit a speculative wide. They looked a beaten docket. The energy levels were low. Um, and I thought Common could have really, you know, put the hammer on them. Um, and they didn't. Um, and that allowed the door just to be slightly open. And to be fair, they have... You know, Sexton in the, in, in the full forward line was absolutely brilliant. Um, and, you know, a lot of different players around who stood up and they got to look at the, you know, the rub of the green at, at, at certain times and they, and, and they made it what it was. But their energy levels are fantastic. The way they come and, and, and run at pace at you, uh, they picked off some great. So, like, some of the kicking in that first half was just absolutely brilliant. Some mm. of the point taking on both sides was fantastic. Um, so, I think they'll go in with confidence. I think it is a bit of a stretch too far because they won't really, although they have played, obviously, Derry in Division 2 in the league, this is a different animal. And it's going to be interesting to see, can Derry replicate their style of play in Crow Park? Can they, you know, tighten things up as much as they can up north in the sense of make it very, very difficult for you um, and then look to break? Because They're being favourites as well. They've been underdogs in pretty much all their games so far. Yeah, they have, yeah. And I think they'll be surprised with... with, with, with well, not surprised, but I think they, 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 they'll be... They would be. It'd be remiss of them not to kind of uh, tip the hat to Clare's energy, as I say, Clare's pace, Clare's ability to run at you. Clare's ability to kick scores from all angles. They they run at very very good angles. They they they're very very confident in their kicking. Um, 
But it is, it is, I think it's going to be a step too far, to be honest with you, for Clare. I just think Derry will have probably enough in them. I think Derry now have had a bit of a break. They've probably reset the clock. Um, they've given guys that needed a break a break, and I think they'll come back, and they'll probably say to themselves, we'll keep it tight, and then when we break, we can do massive damage down the far end field. So I think it's going to be a brilliant game again, and I think both sides will come out to play in that game. For sure. Now, just one last thing we wanted to get your take on before we wrapped up is uh, the situation in me. We had uh, Andy McEntee in studio with us on Friday for his exit interview after uh, leaving <laughs> his post as as Mead boss. And one person who's not going to be succeeding him in the job is Colin O'Rourke. He was asked about it on the Sunday game yesterday and he says, no, not for me. Uh, who is the guy that Oof. you want to see? Oh, that's the million dollar question. Do you see him um, when you look in the mirror in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the question. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, no, I think it's it's... You know, I think I think for the me job, uh, for any intercounty job, I think there has to be a willingness to put your life on hold for that period of time. Um, and Andy alluded to that obviously during the interview, and and everyone knows that. But I don't think people really understand, you know, what exactly that means. Um, it is a twenty four seven type uh, of, of of situation. Um, and I think you nearly have to be, you have to be passionate about it, but you also have to be able to leave it kind of at the door when you come in, if you know what I mean. There has to be a break from it. Um, and I think you can get consumed by it. Um, Mead supporters are, you know, uh, they're, they're very simple, I think, to, to, on the majority to, you know, kind of appease because you just need effort and you need commitment. So, you know, you can go into a game and if a, if a Mead fan will see a player literally busting a gut and, you know, diving on the ball and doing what they can to win the game, even if they win it or not, they will be happy. Um, and, and, and that's, and that's something that they've, that has always been there. So, you know, I know I alluded to this a couple of weeks ago. The, the players themselves and the players in the county who are who are available, they need to get back to brass tack. They need to get back to that ability of character and what it what it takes to actually put on the jersey. And I don't just mean that in kind of that's a simple thing to throw out, but what it means to actually get to those levels. You can be conditioned, you can be trained with the best trainers, you can have the best skill sets, all those different things. But but that thing needs to be found, whatever that is. And when we look at these eight teams that are left. All of those teams have that, some more so than others. Um, but you talk about Clare. Clare players had that at the weekend. Like, I mean, they went to some areas that they didn't want to go. They could have easily petered out in that game, but they found a character to keep going. Um, so, you know, I think Andy's situation is, is, is strange. I think the county board thing is, is, is a very, very odd situation because the move against them last year um, at the start of the year was odd. You know, I think there was a lot of pressure that came from the whole Bernard Flynn thing that happened in the under twenties, uh, which I think was 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 ridiculous, really, to be honest with you. Because if you remember at the time, Flynn resigned as manager of it, and there was this kind of um, accusation that because certain players weren't made available for the under twenties, or were, were rather should I say, were, were superseded by the seniors, which is the way it should be. You know, if you're even if you're an under twenty, if you're on the senior panel, senior panel should get first dibs. So I think that caused more. More pressure to be heaped on Andy and his management team, and unfortunately, players are just you know they're they're human. Um, and what happens is if they get a sense or a, a smell that well, actually this guy and these fellas what might not be here, and it mightn't be the same gig next year. Some whether they're making a, a, a decision themselves, it, it just slips back. They maybe go from fifth gear to fourth gear, or at those vital times, as I say, it's just not there. I don't know why. Maybe it's human nature. Um, 
you know, I played under managers, you know, uh, fortunately or unfortunately during my career where, you know, kind of as a bunch of players, you said, well, actually, it's our head on the chopping block too. Like, we are the players. We're the people who are out there on the pitch. Um, and you have to have the character and the, and the will to say, no matter what's going on on the sideline and behind the scenes, we're going to actually do it on the pitch. We're going to try to raise the standards. So... I think regardless of who gets the job, I think there's a body of work to be done there. I think the the county board have to back a person. There can't be any shred of doubt that this person hasn't got their backing for two or three years or whatever it is, or even a year, and that there has to be a willingness to get the whole county behind them. Much the same as the whole county is behind the, the Mead ladies. You know, you can see the the, 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 the ferocity of, of the support for, for the Mead ladies, which is fantastic. And everything feeds off itself. You know, what's on the pitch feeds off what's off the pitch, and it all becomes very, very harmonious. But if you don't have that, if there's a, if there's a, a split at all in that you can deny it for a period of time which probably Andy and his management team too but eventually it just seeps back through the cracks and uh, unfortunately that's what happened it has to have an impact like does that put off people from wanting the job like well, we- I think so it, like I akin it to you know you go in to be say the CEO of a company and your board of directors above are split on whether they want you or not would anyone take that job no I wouldn't so you go in and the only reason you will go in to become the main man and the CEO of that company will be that the board of directors are fully behind you and they're all saying, we're all pointing towards the North Star. We're all going to get this done. Whatever that is. That, and like this fanciful idea is that's an All-Ireland. Well, no, it's not. What, what is it at the start? What is success? Like, I mean, is it a small thing that we're going to just say, right, we're going to perform and our performances are going to be at a level. In it. We may not win those games, but it's going to be at a level. And if we keep getting those performances which I would imagine some team like Derry did, you know, they played with it. When, if we keep getting those performances and we build and we build and we build, well, then eventually we may get to Crow Park and an All-Ireland quarterfinal. And here they are. So is it that man in the mirror when you wake up in the morning? At any stage, maybe not next year, at, at some point down the line? I'm too, you lads keep me too busy for that stuff. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> get off the fence. So you're saying there's no chance. <laughs> OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.